Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, uh, tonight, uh, it's 135, by the way, at Edmonton. Tonight, the Edmonton Oil Kings, who are red hot. Uh, they got four lines that can score. They're playing real good right now. Uh, they're in top spot right now in the Central Division, tied with the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Uh, the Hurricanes have two games left. The Oil Kings have three. One against Red Deer, then a home-and-home home with the Calgary Hitmen this weekend. One of our favorite guests to grab out of the Western Hockey League is a guy that uh, won a 1984 Canada Cup. Uh, he won multiple Stanley Cups. He's the uh, owner, general manager, and head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. We Welcome back to the show, Brent Sutter. Brent, how you doing? Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's going on. Uh, this is a big game for you guys as well, right? Yeah, they're all big for us. <laughs> we just—it just seems like we've, uh, you know, just been the been, been like playoff hockey for the last two, three weeks now. How would you assess? Uh, I mean, we talked to you at the start of the year. Um, how I, I think the Oil Kings have probably been a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Lethbridge certainly wasn't a surprise. I think a lot of people thought they were going to have a real good team this year. How's the year gone for you down in Red Deer this year, Brent? You know, we started off well. Um, we were in the thick of things, and then we had a tough month of February. Um, you know, it's got to win games in this league. You got to stay with top teams, and Oil Kings have been, you know, have been just continuing to climb and Lethbridge we knew would be you know they'd be strong and uh, it wasn't surprising I told the guys actually after exhibition was over that uh, Oil Kings would be a team that's going to be continuing in this division and uh, just with the money good young players they have on their team and um, you know in the way they play I knew Brad would do a great job and um, so you know they are they are exactly kind of where I thought they'd be so for ourselves it's you know, again, month of February hurt us. And we, uh, you know, I think we went three and one in the month of February, and uh, being slow, so you lose those points and you lose down on on the Oil Kings and the Hurricanes, and now we're scratching to get ourselves in the playoffs because it's been such a tight race. You've got uh, a guy out of Morinville right now that has twice as many points as any other player in your team. He's one of the top scorers mm-hmm. in the entire Western League. Brandon Hagel, he's uh, mm-hmm. a Buffalo draft pick. He's obviously delivered for you this season. Is that fair, Brent? Uh, he's been, Hagel's been outstanding, you know, right from the get-go. Um, you know, it's rightly so that he signed a, you know, an entry-level contract with the Blackhawks in, in November, and he's been uh, he's been on fire through the whole year. He certainly is, you know, certainly has been one of maybe two two guys that drive our, you know, drive, you know, our motor that, you know, they drive our vehicle here, so you know we we count on him a lot, and uh, um, you know he's a, obviously a very uh, very 
you know, established player in our league. It's his four years in, and, you know, each year he's just continuing to get better and better, and this year he took a huge step, and it's been outstanding for us. Like the thin- he's, uh, he's the motor here. Yeah, the thing that I like about him, I mean, yeah, he's got, you know, 40 goals and 57 assists, 97 points in 63 games, but he's got some bite. He's not an easy guy to play against, is he? <laughs> nope. I mean, he hasn't been. You know, I when we first uh, found him, when he was playing junior A for white court at the time, and uh, he was... Uh, he was 17, and we actually went to watch another player, and he was the one that stood out that night. And we listed him right after the game, and I called him the next morning, and he was in by two o'clock that afternoon and ready for practice. And uh, at his first practice, he could just tell that he had the he had that bite the way he competed and battled in practice. And he's lived up to it. You got another 20-year-old, Reese Johnson, who is uh, from Saskatoon. He's been with your group. He lost uh, a year back in 16-17. Uh, he's had 20 goals the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, these guys, and these are your 20s. These are the guys that have to get it done for you. Well, it's like any, any team. Your, your older players have to be good players for you. And our 20-year-olds have been good this year. And, uh, you know, we, didn't, we started the year, we didn't have a 19-year-old player on our team up front. We had three 20-year-olds and a lot of 17-year-olds on our team, and um, we went out and acquired a couple 19-year-olds. But the 20-year-olds obviously have to be good players for you, and all three of them have been good, and Reese has been outstanding. Did he just Did he just get signed too? Yep, Chicago signed him here about a week ago. So they signed they signed both your 20s. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They've been they've been active, uh, looking to rebuild a bit uh, in terms of just uh, their 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 depth base up. Uh, we just had Al May on. You remember Al from when he played yep. in the league, and uh, he yep. works for the Capitals broadcast. You know where I'm going next. Alexander Alexiev, uh, you know, the second uh, first rounder out of the WHL last year. Uh, you know, left shot defenseman, six foot three. He's had a good year offensively for you. He's plus 19. Maybe just educate our listeners on this guy who they're going to be watching in the NHL in three or four years from now. Well, he's, he's a big horse in the back end. Unfortunately, he got hurt the other night. He's going to be out for quite some time now so Whoa. we're gonna we're gonna miss him um but uh you know he's you know he was the reason why he's drafting the first round he's you know he's just a big guy that can move the puck well he's got a good shot uh you know he's really good in his own zone I mean thing about Alex is he's like in the, the old time Russian player he's uh he's got some bite to his game and he's uh he's an ordinary guy and uh but he's He's been outstanding. Unfortunately, you know, he's had some injury problems with us over the last three years. And, um, and like I said, he got hurt the other night, and we're going to miss him out of our lineup. You guys got four games left, and you're, what, four points up on Brandon for that final yeah. spot to get in? Um, yeah. Tell me this. I mean, you, so you're, you're sort of a middle-tier team right now in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. You've, you've now coached at this level a long time. And we were having a bit of a conversation off air. And it seems like we have this conversation a lot in terms of dealing with today's kids. Does it even resemble the same league? I won't even go back to when, you know, when you were coming up through the ranks and all that stuff before you played in the NHL. But is it even the same league from when you first, you know, took over the organization and, you know, had had that success with the the Red Deer team that won the 2001 Memorial Cup? I uh, know. It's a different league. There's there's more teams now. Uh, you know the the talent pool is more spread out. Uh, you know, and the thing about it is the game was played obviously so different back then than it is now. And you know, and it's 
you know, you have to adjust and adapt to the game and, um, and you try to as an organization, as all organizations try to. And yeah, it's, you know, you talk to any GM out there, they're going to all tell you the same thing. But the depth level is, uh, isn't, isn't as high as you'd like to see it. Um, but, you know, our, our good players are still top end players. And, uh, and, you know, and again, you're, you go in those transitions in organizations where you start, try to start retooling again and, uh, you know, and the whole thing with it is just finding the players that you can find enough players that uh, are capable of playing at you know at this level and and be good players for you. And it's certainly the game has certainly changed. It's changed at the NHL level, it's changed at the major junior level, and um, you know. But that being said, there's still some pretty good players out there. Just it's just different. Now. It's, the personalities are different. Uh, you know, just the the way players look at the game now. Um, in the way you have to uh, coach them. Uh, i got to ask you, you mentioned there's still some pretty good players, and this is a last year there were only two first-rounders out of the WHL, Brent. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We could have three going to the first six overall picks this year. Yep. And I, I, uh, First of all, I don't know how often you've seen Bo and Byron, but yeah. statistically, if you took away power play points, okay, or, or devalued power play points for defensemen out of junior, Bo and Byron, has been the most productive defenseman since Alex Petrangelo out of major yeah. junior hockey. Uh, he plays for the Vancouver Giants. This guy can fly. I know you've played against him a couple times, and obviously you've got your pulse on it. Pretty uh, pretty special kid, isn't he? He's a, he's a really good player. Um, you know, Bizey, I played with his dad in, uh, in the NHL. He was up and down between the NHL and the Myers. And, uh, um you know, he's just he's just a he's just a real good hockey player. He's a good defense. He's he's a today's type of player, right? Like he can really skate, goes back, he's heady, he can move the pucks up the ice, he loves to join the rush and he's got decent size to him. He's he's a strong kid. Um, you know, and he, he get you know, his defending's good because he's such a great skater but you know, he's a heck of a player and you know, you you mentioned that about players last year only having two Couple guys in the first round in our league. That's how it goes in cycles, right? right. Now this year, the Western League is going to have as many, if not more, than any of the two leagues. So it's uh, just the way it cycles. But no, but Byron's a hell of a player. All right, uh, Dylan Cousins. I mean, you played in Lethbridge with the Broncos back in the days. She's. Uh, I'm thinking that would have been with John Chapman. Uh, they got a six foot three right shot center. This mm-hmm. this kid, he, you know, I, I love him. Absolutely love Dylan Cousins. I, I think he's a pretty special player as well. He is, you know, and you know those center icemen, they're especially right-handed shots. They're hard to find, you know, and the uh, top top end guys. And you know, he's just continued to grow as a player too since he came to the league. And um, you know, he's such a dependable player, and obviously they rely on him in Lethbridge. But you know, here's a kid that's probably going to go on. I'm thinking he'll probably go in the top five, top six, and. He may not be in our league next year as, a, as an eight-year-old player. That's how good he is. What, what what have you thought of Kirby Doc when you guys have played Saskatoon Blades? Kirby's from Fort Saskatchewan. <laughs> There's another great player. <laughs> you know, those three guys are elite young players. You know, they're you know here's a kid that just controls the game. You know, big, strong kid that skates really well, um, moves pucks, uh, makes plays. 
Um, he's just he's a heck of a player. To all three of those kids you just mentioned, they're great, great players. All right, I just and one final one because you would have seen this guy play as, as a lot as well, Brent. And that's Peyton Krebs with Cooney. I just I just saw him the other night. They got a bad team, like you know, they, there's not a lot on that team. Uh, he is he's he's got he's a bit like Hagel, like he's got a little bit of bite to him, but he's a pretty special guy, and he's got a terrible plus minus, and everybody's going to see that. You've coached against this guy a bunch over the last couple of years. What do you see when you uh, see Peyton Krebs? You know what he's. He's with those other three guys, but just not. He's he's like when you talk about cousins and Doc. I mean, he's just not as big as those guys because yep. they're big, tall, you know, strong guys. He he's a he's he's more like a Brad and Hagel type size player, but he plays hard and he's smart and he's got all three of those kids all have very similar instincts to the game and 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 are at the high level of skill and. Krebs really plays hard and he competes. And the other night, you know, he played against Hagel a lot and they were racing for pucks and they were stride for stride for each other. And uh, But he's a competitor and he, he plays the game the right way. He's smart. Uh, you know, and the power plays outstanding on the half boards, but he's, he's just a really good hockey player. And, you know, like I said, I had an opportunity to coach uh, at the Prospects game and I had uh, cousins and and Krebs on our team, and Hawk was on the other team, and those three kids, you know, they're they're all very similar. They're all great players. Yeah, well, there'll be four guys for sure going to the top ten of the, the NHL oh, draft yeah, this year out of the Western yeah. League. Brent, we wish you the best of luck in your playoff pursuit, uh, and we'll touch base with you down the road. Thanks for taking time to join us. Hope you have a good crowd tonight in Red Deer, okay? Yeah, thanks, Bobby. You bet. That is Brent Sutter. He is the uh, general manager, the owner, uh, the head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. Special thanks to our longtime friend, Cam Moon. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline for helping set that up. 148, uh, if we can squeeze it in. Jack Michaels coming up with Connor McDavid. This is the Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Alrighty, it's 152. We're going to hustle here. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For many locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation of Royal Pizza Mediterranean Chicken. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 39 years. Join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on a spectacular Italian tour and Greek island cruise, including daily tours, meals, and exclusive special events. For more information, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. What do you got, Brendan? 
On this day back in 1996, Bob Oilers veteran Glenn Anderson is claimed on waivers by the St. Louis Blues, and that reunited him with former teammates Wayne Gretzky and Grant Fuhr. Glenn Anderson, he's been around a lot over the last couple of years doing events with the Oilers alumni. Uh, really unique perspective on hockey and on uh, life. And man, was he a money player. Like, he was the guy, and he used to, guys used to chirp him back in the day, but he was good. He is good, man. He delivered. To Jack Michaels' conversation with Connor McDavid. Uh, thoughts about uh, uh, the uh, overtime uh, playoff race and facing Jersey. Here's Jack. Never practiced three on three ever. Um, I think it's just a byproduct of playing with each other for so long and you know understanding what the other one likes and, and knows what, know what uh, he's looking for. Um, you know he's obviously got a great one timer. So. Does it change the angles that you're playing with when it's three on three and you got two fewer bodies to worry about? Does it open up the possibilities for you two? Of course, uh, you know, three on three, obviously there's lots of space. There's, you know, a lot of times it's man on man, so if you can find a way to beat one guy, you're, you're usually in, and someone else opens up. So, um, you know, it's it's a lot of one on one play, and um, they've been pretty good at it. Connor, when you got the game to overtime, and, and in general, when you get it to overtime, is it is it fresh? Does it allow everyone to kind of reset no matter what's happened previously in the 60 minutes? Because I'm sure to some degree it'd be easy to be disappointed going into OT, but on the other hand, against an Eastern Conference opponent, the point you give up doesn't matter. No, exactly. Um, you got to understand, yeah, when you're playing an Eastern Conference team, you can give up that point. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, you're just looking for your two. So, um, doesn't really matter what, uh, how we got there or why we got there. Um, ultimately, we, we were there and we had our one point and we were looking for the other. So, as the, as the wins pile up, are you guys also taking enjoyment of not only what you're doing, but is it fun to check the scores? And I mean, is it just fun to be in the race from that perspective? You know, and ultimately we can't control anyone else. We're just trying to worry about ourselves and, and focus on what we can do, and that's win games. And we're taking it one at a time here, and you know, not looking far ahead or, or not looking at uh, you know anyone else is doing we're just focused on ourselves and, and trying to put together a couple wins here can you put your finger on a certain game a, a certain sequence where it, where it started to turn around certainly coming out of the all-star break i thought the play was there maybe the results but then that that late goal against arizona sticks out to me but what about for the players yeah i mean it's 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 tough to pick just one thing um you know like i said like you said i really liked our play coming out of the all-star break you know on that little two-game road trip where we didn't even get a win but you know I thought our game was there we should have probably you know won at least one probably two and and um Obviously, we went on a little bit of a, a lull after that, but you know, I liked our game and you know, the results were, were going to come. So, you know, ultimately, it would have been nice to, to find it a little bit earlier than we have, but uh, all we can do is, is focus on what we can do. Are you finding the games tougher here down the stretch? Because everyone looks at the Devils and thinks, all right, six, seven guys out of their lineup, but I'm getting feedback from guys where they're running into a lot of young players that they might not know, but they're playing hard. Yeah, they're, they're going to play hard. You know, a lot like the Rangers last night where you know, they have a lot of young guys in the lineup. They're going to play hard. They're going to play fast. Um, you know, sometimes those games are harder than, than uh, you know, playing against the vets that you can, can kind of get a read on. So, um, you know, we got to be ready. we got to be, uh, you know, focused on, on you know, playing the game we can and, and um, take control of the game early. That is Connor McDavid with Jack Michaels, and that wraps up the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. I'd like to thank our guests. 
Mark Spector, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, as well as Al May, Brent Sutter, and Jack with Connor. Brennan, what's coming up tonight? Reed Wilkins inside sports. Well, he's got uh, Golden Bears player Riley Kieser, Pandas captain uh, Kaylee Dillon in studio with Kate Lumley, former professional player in Sweden and at UFC, and potentially Alberta curler Brendan Botcher as well. Who, by the way, is out of the University of Alberta as well. Tomorrow, we'll have a fluid show. We are going to have at least one special guest for you, uh, but regular Wednesday contributor from Hockey Night Canada. NHL Hockey and Rogers, Craig Simpson. Up next, the news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 afternoon news with Jalen and I and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.